Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. So Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're just preparing hearts, that you're working in hearts right now, Lord. We thank you for your presence in this room this morning, Father. As we just come to your word this morning, Holy Spirit, we pray that you speak to each one of us, Lord. We just put everything before you, God. We just give you our lives, Lord. We put them before you, just in this place of surrender today, Lord. We say, come and have your way in us. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, team. Haven't the team been great too? You can give them a clap as well. They've been working hard. So good. All right. Well, who can believe that it is six sleeps till Christmas? Isn't that amazing? Uh, How many people would say that it has snuck up on you? That you, okay. How many people have been hanging out for months and months? Who like has started shopping really early, early in the year? Okay. Who's still got a lot of shopping to go? Yeah, all right. Late night shopping. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, six sleeps to go. So when, when Liz and I started uh, having kids and we started thinking about how we're going to do all this Christmas stuff together, we started thinking about um, traditions. Right, And we had this opportunity to start some of our own traditions. And one of the big questions in our house as the kids got a little bit older is what time are they allowed to get out of bed on Christmas morning? All right. And maybe this is like, who is, whose family is kind of the late risers? If you're like, I don't know, 7am Christmas morning, no chance. Okay, there's a couple. Who's like 6 a.m.? Okay. 5 a.m.? So is everyone else earlier or later? (laughs) For some people who are earlier, I feel sorry for you. Those who are later, wow. That is amazing. Okay. Well, we were working this out in our house and... uh, We have this mix where I am a morning person and my wife is not a morning person. And so that came into it a lot as we were trying to work out what this time would be. So we said, okay, well, rather than coming up with the time, you guys can stay in bed and when you hear the Christmas music playing, that's your signal that you can hop out of bed and we all kind of meet in the lounge room and do Merry Christmas and open a couple of presents and stuff like that, all right? But I want, you to, I want to set this up for you, okay, so just so that you can experience a Perkins tradition right here today. And so in just a moment, the alarm, the music, which usually involves me sneaking out to the lounge room and turning the stereo all the way up, and then pressing play. This is what's happening in our house, okay? So we just, we need it dead quiet in this room, okay? It's like we're talking, I don't know, 5.30? 5.30 in the morning. It hasn't been negotiated yet. <laughs> 5.30 in the morning, all is quiet. 
and then. And this is when the kids come running out. Woo! There you go. They have been laying in bed for about an hour by that stage, just waiting for the music. This is when Liz wakes up like, ah! <laughs> I'm in the lounge. The kids come rushing out. The do-do, we call it the do-do, do-do, do-do song is playing. And... Um, then the process involves trying to help Liz get out of bed. So we boil the kettle for her and, you know, start making the cup of tea and do all sorts of stuff. And minutes later after the kids are going, Mom, Mom, come on. <laughs> We've got another tradition too. Uh, I thought it'd be cool show you our other tradition. Each year, we've got three children in our family. Each year, they have to take it in turns for who puts the star or the angel on the Christmas tree. Does anyone else do this one? No? That's an incredible privilege. <laughs> like, if you're in a house where any old person just gets to do that, you need to sort yourself out, <laughs> all right? Putting the star or the angel on the top of the Christmas tree is a pinnacle moment. Okay, and so here you go. Here's a photo. There you go. That was Dali's year quite a few years ago now. Um, I've, we've, got a, we've got that photo for every year, right? And we actually have to use it as a reference each year to remember who got to do it last year because, of course, it has to be fair and things like that. And then I suppose you're wondering what, what the frogs are doing up here. I don't know if you can really call the frogs a tradition, but they were too good to pass up for this opportunity. So they had to make it in the cut. Uh, so the frogs were given to us by a family member that obviously hates us when you hear this, okay? And every year, in terms of tradition, we forget the frogs that exist, they exist during the year. They get packed away in the Christmas tub. They get put away. We all forget about the frogs. And then it comes time where all the tubs come out into the lounge room. We're setting up the tree and everything. And the frogs come out. And everyone goes, oh, the frogs. Okay. And you want that? They, that's not all they do. All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. Here we go. Okay. I might have to turn them on. How's the suspense? I'm wondering if they're going to work. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, well, you get the gist, right? They're singing, they're singing frogs. This guy actually creeps us out a bit. We just feel like he's got a bit of a Grinchy look going on. Um, now, the frogs... Yeah. We'll just let him finish, hey. Here we go. Oh, this is the best bit. A rabbit. <laughs> Give him a clap. Come on. Clap. Thank you. They wait all year to do that in a box. And then you get them out and the batteries gone flat and they do tears season. Now the frogs to you, I know, um, to us. That, that didn't sound very loud to you or anything, but when it's in your house and it's like sitting on a table somewhere and every two minutes someone walks past and push, pushes that button, it's lucky that these frogs 
have not been burnt or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, traditions. I guess, I guess we've all got them, right? And I don't know what they are in your family. And maybe for some of them right now, this is bringing up some memories and you're thinking, oh my goodness. Or you're thinking, this is what we've got coming. You know, in the, in the coming weeks, this is what's gonna happen for us. Um, I actually, I was talking to the team. And so I just was talking with Pastor Tam and I got a photo of one of their traditions, okay? And this is, there you go. So the Haddon family every year go and have their photo with Santa. From I actually got like five years worth of photos. So this was the kindest one. Um, and I'm guessing every year you've got to wear an ugly Christmas sweater. It changes every year. Right. And I was looking back and the Haddons often host people in their homes like they have guests, housemates that stay with them. And so every year there are just these random people in their Christmas photos. Yeah? That's really cool. I like that. Uh, this one's not random. That's her brother. Tim, Mark, if you're watching, you're not random. You're special. You're important. You're valued. Okay? It's all right. Okay? If, you're, if the other guests are watching, some from Japan, you're, you're special as well. Okay? It's all right. Uh, there you go. Well, I just want to give you one moment, Okay? just to turn to the person next to you. If you've got a tradition that you're just itching to tell someone about right now, turn to the person next to you, let them know what your crazy Christmas tradition is. All right? Just one minute. Okay. Well, there you go. I was, I was just talking to someone on the stage and their family tradition is Christmas bagels. Christmas morning. Are there any other Christmas bagel people? Okay. Maybe. Croissants. Wow. Well, there you go. And you know what was interesting is when I was talking to him, he said it just became a thing. It just became a thing. So it was a one-time thing that got done again and then got done again and got done again. And this is where I want to take in the Scriptures today. Uh, In Mark chapter 7, Jesus actually speaks into traditions. And it's this interesting passage. I'm going to read it real quick. If you've got your Bibles today, Mark 7. It says this, it says, One day some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, did not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands as required by the ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked him, why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. And this is what Jesus said. Listen to this. Jesus said, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 
And so you see this, even though that the Pharisees, they were talking about religious traditions, Jesus still confronted them. And the problem was that their traditions didn't actually honour God because their hearts were far from them. Now, I don't know, I, I read this and I don't think Jesus was saying that, you know, that our frogs aren't allowed in our house and that the do-do-do-do-do-do-do song uh, shouldn't happen or anything like that. But we, what we do see is that Jesus was revealing how easy it is to go through the motions disconnected from the heart of something. And in the same way, it's easy for us to cruise through Christmas without honouring God in our hearts. Now, I wanna take you to another passage. This is Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. We jump into this passage. It's a Christmas story where Joseph has actually found out that Mary is pregnant and he's actually decided to break off their engagement. Big decision for him. Um, but this is, where we are, this is where we're at as we jump in. Verse 20, it says, As he considered this, Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. This was the message. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So this is pretty cool what's happening here. And there's two names in this passage that I want to show you today. And the first one is Jesus. Okay, the kids did a really good job of this one. Glad that they got that right. It means the kids' ministry and, you know, parents and homes are doing a good job there. But the, the name Jesus, it actually comes from this, from a Hebrew name, Yeshua. And this is what it means. It means to deliver or to save. And it says here in our text that he will be named Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Now, sin, sin is not the most popular word, right, in this day and age. And I don't know, I think when it comes to sin, most people kind of think of sin as just the bad things that we do, right? But really, sin is anything that we think, that we say or that we do that misses God's standard. And this is what it says in Romans 3. It says, for all have, what translation? Everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. So that all means all of us, right? We're all in this. We all fall short. But Jesus came to save us. Jesus came and He lived and He died on the cross in our place so that the penalty for our sin could be paid for and we could come into relationship with the Father, not just for eternity, but now in this life, now and forever. And that is great news, right? And some people will say to me, 
Uh, well, what's, like, what's so good about that? Dan, you know, what's, what's so great about that news? And here's the thing, that you have been created to be in relationship with your Creator. And when you step into that relationship, that's when you find all your purpose and all your hope, your reason for actually living. You, living. you find the reason that you were created. And this is what God wants for us. He wants us to know what it looks like to live life with Him, in relationship with Him. And then we get to spend eternity with Him. That is the good news. The second name in this passage is Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so we know that Jesus came, God in human flesh. He walked around, so Jesus was literally here, God with us. He was on this earth. He walked this earth. He ate fish. He faced challenges. He mixed with people. He did a lot of the things that we do. He was here in the flesh, right? But not only was He with us then, but He's with us now. Because when He returned to the Father, God sent His Spirit to indwell believers. And so the Holy Spirit actually lives in those who believe in Jesus. And so the reason that this is such great news is because this Christmas, how many people are going to be lonely this Christmas? How many people even today, you're missing someone? You're aware that there's someone who's not going to be around this Christmas. For whatever reason, all this stuff's going on, maybe some really sad circumstances, but you realise I'm going to miss some people this Christmas. And there's that ability to feel really alone. And the truth is, right through our society, every single day, people feel alone. Do you know what? Even in a room full of people, you can feel alone. Anyone who's ever really felt that understands what I mean by that. Is that when you're in that place and maybe you feel like, no one understands or you just don't have anyone to kind of pour your heart out or no one cares. You can be surrounded by people in life and yet still feel so alone. And here is some comfort for you today is that God says that the Holy Spirit will bring you comfort. That at times the Holy Spirit is actually called the comforter. And that you don't have to be alone in the midst of your challenges. You don't have to be alone in the midst of feeling the pain. You don't have to be alone because God has sent His Spirit. 1 Corinthians, it says this, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? He goes on to say this, it says, You are not your own, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. So the price was the sinless life of Jesus Christ. So there's the two names, Jesus and Emmanuel. And I want you to see this, that God sending Jesus is God making a way for us to come close to Him. Today, I want to introduce you to Matilda who's going to be getting baptised after the service. And we've asked her to come and just share a little bit of her story and how she came to put her faith in Jesus Christ. So why don't we welcome Matilda as she comes up.
Hey, church. <laughs> so, growing up, I had always been curious about the idea of God. I didn't attend church, though I did attend a Catholic school for a majority of my schooling, so I had the concept of God around me. As a young girl, I remember asking different people if they believed, to which they would respond with, I don't know. And that would frustrate me because it seemed like something you either definitely did or did not believe in. In my head, I was hoping for a yes, um, even from one person, for the sake of confirming the question uh, that I had because it made more sense to me that there would be a God and that this life was created. Growing up, I also struggled with anxiety and it grew worse as I entered my mid to late teen years. In year 11, I decided to begin piano lessons to help with that anxiety. Um, and it did help, though in a way that uh, I wasn't expecting it to. Upon meeting my piano instructor, I immediately recognized that there was something different about her. And the only way that I could explain it was that she had a light that I had not seen in anyone else before. I later discovered that she was a Christian and a pastor at her church and everything then made sense to me. Uh, it was her relationship with God. I eventually found her church on social media and began to, where am I? And began to watch their recorded messages on YouTube every now and then. None of it made a lot of sense to me at the time, but I was curious. I left piano lessons in the middle of year 12 and I remained on the fence about Christianity for the rest of my schooling. Still, it was in the back of my mind. I graduated in 2015, and in 2016, my anxiety peaked. I was struggling more than ever. I tried many, many things to help me, counseling, meditation, uh, working away my anxiety through exercise. Still, nothing helped me. One night in late 2016, after a long period of continuous and debilitating anxiety, I finally felt completely lost and completely hopeless. However, for some reason, a God reason, I, oh, where am I now? <laughs> um, in that exact moment, my instinct was to go back to the church's YouTube channel and I scroll back to one of their oldest videos. The message broke me down in a way that I had never experienced before. I was in tears, but it was more of a release than a crying out in pain. That night, I got down on my knees and I prayed for the first time ever. And I continued to pray each night before bed. I'm not going to outrightly say that my anxiety was healed overnight, but a heavy weight had been lifted and I began a new walk that led and still continues to lead me further and further into peace every day. That night, an old and drawn out season of my life began to end as I stepped into my faith without really knowing or understanding it yet and nothing has really been the same since. The years after I stepped into my faith were full of questions, learning and unlearning, doubt, trials and tribulations, but also continuous and constant grace that has led me back to the cross time after time. I am completely unworthy of it, but it's by his gift of grace that I have been saved. About three years went by, and after attending a few churches here and there, I was still in search of my home church. In early 2020, I stumbled across the Instagram page for Hope Community Baptist Church. 
uh, exactly how I found it, I can't remember. I may have driven past the church one day and decided to search it up online, but I really don't know. I followed their Instagram page and not long after that, they advertised the reform course and I felt called to sign up for it. It was on my first session here that I recognized it as my home church. It was exactly what I had been searching for. Through reform, I had the opportunity to grow in my faith, have conversations that I hadn't been able to have before, uh, begin a deeper prayer life, and meet others who were anchored in the truth. Unfortunately, COVID and our major lockdown began halfway through the course, and it wasn't until the beginning of this year that I could start attending Sunday church in person. Around six months in, I was blessed with the opportunity to volunteer in the kids' ministry, was welcomed into a wonderful Connect group, uh, and began stepping into the youth ministry. Today, after waiting many years to find my church, I have the blessing of being baptised to openly and publicly share this coming into a new life with Jesus. Thank you. Isn't that so cool? Matilda's got some special people here today. So good to have you with us. Can I ask everyone to uh, stand to their feet? I know that a lot of what I've shared today is, is just gonna be old news to some people here. But it doesn't change that it's good news. That will never change the fact that this is the best news that we can ever possibly know for ourselves. And for some in the room, this might be the first time that this news has kind of hit your heart and you felt inside of you just this yes to say, that's for me. I believe in this God, I believe He sent Jesus for me. And I wanna start this journey of following Him today. And I wanna give you that opportunity. We're gonna pray in just a moment, but before we do that, I just wanna give you an opportunity. You might be here today and you might have followed Jesus for a season of your life, but you're here today and you're thinking, you know, I've drifted away and today I wanna, I wanna turn back to Him and I wanna start afresh. Maybe you're coming today and this is all completely new for you, but you're hearing it and, and you're just saying, yes, yes, I need that. That's gotta be me. And if that's you here today, then right now, I just want you to lift your hand and give Give me a wave because we're going to pray in a moment and I just want to, I want to be able to pray for you. Is there anyone here today who's just saying yes to Jesus? Give me a wave, anyone else? Can we bow our heads and I just want to pray, Lord, we just thank You for this incredibly good news. We thank You for Jesus who came to save us from our sins, Father. To bring us into life with You, fullness of life, abundant life, Lord. We thank You for Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, Lord. We thank You that we don't have to be alone anymore, Father, that You come and You live within us, Lord, guiding us and leading us, Father. 
We thank You that all of this comes out of Your incredible love. And Father, my prayer for each one of us this Christmas, Lord, is even amongst all the traditions, Heavenly Father, that we would get to the heart of it, Lord. That we would be able to honour You with our hearts this Christmas, Lord. Some people here today, this is gonna be the very first time, the very first Christmas that they live honouring You in their hearts, Heavenly Father, and we thank You for them today. For some people here today or watching online, Lord, they're saying yes to turning back to You, to following You afresh, Lord, to stepping back on that path and committing themselves to You, Heavenly Father, and we bless them in Jesus' Name. We thank, we thank You for them, Lord. But Father, this Christmas, we pray that You would just be glorified, Lord, that this, this incredible season where we celebrate Your goodness, Lord, can be full of worship, that our hearts will be overflowing. We just pray for that expression of worship, Lord. I know for some it's gonna be singing, for some it's gonna be welcoming people into their homes this Christmas. For some people it's gonna be just living in generosity and pouring out generosity and blessing for other people. For some it's gonna be taking that step to reconnect with a relationship that's been strained, Heavenly Father. For some it's gonna be comforting those who are just feeling some pain and loss this Christmas, Heavenly Father. We just give our lives as worship Heavenly Father, all for Your glory. We pray this in the mighty Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, we are gonna finish up with one final song today. So I'm gonna hand back to the team. And as Tam said, uh, this is our last Sunday for the years. We've got our Christmas Eve one hour, really short time together there, but this is our last opportunity for the year to really worship and celebrate. So let's do that. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.